Diary of a Country Priest, Chris, gives it a 6.8. All right. Paul? Oh, Paul. 8.5. So, I forget, Paul, before we see Aaron's score, Paul, what was your Mouchette score? Do you remember? It was, uh, Mouchette was 8.5, and this was 8.5, okay. and they <laughs> affected me similarly. So. Every okay. Busan Phil gets an 8.5. 8.5. <laughs> Aaron, let's see what you gave it. No way. Get out of here. Can't wait for a man. Seven, seven, three. three. And I gave it a seven. Oh, all right. So, uh, so, so Paul is the, uh, is the gentleman again, twice in a row. Uh, But he actually liked this one, 8.5. Let's see what the mean average is. We have a 7.3, an 8.5, a 7, a 6.8. The average being 7.4 exactly. That's about right. 7.4. So, so far, nobody will be competing against, um, I'm thinking of ending things, but uh, so 7.4. Okay. So, Mouchette was, if I recall, scored much higher than this in the mean average. I believe it was in the eights. I'm going to start with this. Uh, In this sorry world, the (laughs) night outdoes the work of the day. That was a quote early on. Again, right. in the starry world, the night outdoes the work of the day. I really, really loved that quote. Um, and then, uh, and then the movie was just a drag. Aaron, what was this movie about? Um, it was about what you should not eat—a dietary Phone restriction, if you will. Um, you know, I, I just these movies. My last uh, Mouchette was 7.3 for me too. Um, so I just, I don't really vibe with this director. I mean, he's very nihilistic. Everything is just slow and draggy and I mean, it's just miserable. It is a movie void of joy and any happiness or any kind of redeeming like life. Like I'm sure there are lives out there that live. We had this conversation, Josh where it was like, I'm sure there are lives out there that are like this, but like for me, when you make a full two hour plus film where there is like, it's just completely void of any kind of life. Like that's almost unrealistic because it's so dark and dreary. There was much like Mouchette, there was one moment where where our main character smiled. It's almost like he does this on purpose. Yeah, this I don't even time, remember this time in Mouchette, it was the bumper cars. This time, it was when he got on the motorcycle to to leave the town. Yeah. He's mm. getting on the back it, of the motorcycle yeah, it, and he's like it, smiling it, like a kid. It, 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 that you hit it because it, it's the one time it took away from his boyish handsomeness. You saw that weird smile, and I went, "There's a child in the back of a motorbike, a, a, a joy that he probably has never experienced his entire life." And um, he goes on to the monologue about mm-hmm. the importance of youth. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's I was like right there like ah love it and the because the bleakness was just I was just I was just eating it up and uh, but it was just that one moment of light and so I'm so glad you mentioned it and it it was uh, there was a beautiful ambiguity there because it we had a man expressing to another man that you know we could be friends. And maybe in a modern audience, they think, is this an overture that we need to know? Is this a sexual overture? And it's just, it's this sort of cool handsomeness now with our boyish handsomeness and the conflict and these themes have played out. Even, you know, they played out in the 20th century. 
in the Catholic churches and uh, we've questioned sexual orientation. It was just, I loved it. Loved that so, moment. So what do you think the movie was about, Paul? Uh, this is, uh, if you, quite frankly, if you're trying to start, <laughs> if you're trying to bring God to people, uh, here is, uh, here is man's stab at doing just that. Um, and it, it, for me, summarized exactly the efforts that probably were made at that time, trying to, you know, venturing out from the big city, what can I do with the country folk? Um, can I bring them, uh, can I bring them God? And you're going to fail miserably because there's a zero interest in, um, establishing a parish or supporting the church in any way. Uh, you start to see, you know, thematic elements like, uh, you know, money versus God and, uh, you know, um, the spiritual versus the human and, you know, existentialism. And obviously it's a very nihilistic movie. So you're seeing probably some core themes, but, um, I, when, when I would see when, like my father took a deep, deep, profound interest in the Camboni missionaries that did just great work in Central America during the Sandinista revolt and, and you know, back in the, from the fifties forward. And it was just this tireless effort to bring God to people. Um, and of course it was, you know, very conspicuously captured in a magazine that would come out or a newsletter and you saw the efforts, but you never really saw the behind the scenes. You never saw like if there were payoffs made to local government, you never saw if they had to meet with a great landowner who uh, maybe would afford them uh, to cut timber on his, uh, you know, his back 40 so that they could build a church. So you didn't see all of that. This movie for me, you got to see what it was like one man's perhaps it wasn't, I don't think his idealism, to a degree, through his passive voice, maybe his idealism was captured, uh, that I might make an effort here, but I, I don't think his first few entries were just more recounting. I don't think there was ever a moment where he thought, wow, I'm going to change this. Um, and the fact that along the way, he has absolutely no support, I just found just uh, deliciously satisfying. I would say similar to, uh, the reason why this scored so low to me is because um, I think that the Virgin Spring explored some similar ideas as to this film except for me the virgin spring did it excellently whereas this one sort of felt a little dry and meandering and didn't really lead to any sort of satisfaction that i i learned anything and what i mean by the themes being common with the virgin spring is the idea of being in a place where a bunch of people are claiming to be people of god oh, i just lost you guys people of god um religious people um, but no real acts are being done towards that. No real belief is being done because what this main character represents in Diary of a Country Priest, what this priest represents, is what a true believer looks like and how the people who are claiming to be followers, believers, they just want it for the show. They don't want to do any actual work because as soon as he comes in and starts confronting people with their truths, they become very defensive and um, that's why they start to create all these false narratives about him being a drunk and stuff, because he's there to open the seams of this town's lies and hypocrisies. And they want to be, they want to sit um, idle behind their masquerades. They want to, they want to remain with the ability to lie, cheat, have affairs, because they're not ready to face um, these, these true, the, the truth. They're not ready to face the truth. And he is the truth being sent um 
But uh, it was the most boring film ever. It was like, <laughs> it was like, I mean, maybe maybe some nice cinematography or some nice imagery, like from Bergman. We got the tree, you know, like maybe some of that would have helped me get through it. I mean, what kind of helped me get through it was that this young actor was just so handsome and his face was so compelling and there was so little superfluous acting going on. It was all in the eyes and it was it was easy to watch him think and compute. Um, but what what was it that that gave it an eight point five for you, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I just uh, the the mere fact that we have the you know our angel Seraphine um, is this uh, tempting diversion who starts out as the sort of cheeky innocent girl with uh, a flirtatious interest in him, and then suddenly is um, has truly become Seraphim, that you know multi winged angel and is here to uh, perhaps give us a chance to see him come up off the mud, clean him up, and send him back on his merry way to proselytize and change this town. And then, no, <laughs> that's not happening. And um, and just, yeah, just these beautiful discordant elements. Just There's no one there to support him. Um, yeah. And Completely so alone. Any, yeah. Uh, completely alone just a real a real yeah. test of, of that's the ultimate test of faith right is will you absolutely will you continue yes to be a a, 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 um, a man of truth and and will you hold hold your faith tight even when everyone in your world is against you absolutely someone who uh, claims God has taken my son from me I will not forgive him Um you know, fiercely battling her, the, the, you know, the dueling words in that moment, getting her to uh, give in, to surrender, to capitulate for a moment. And then she resists, she takes back her human powers. Like, no, I'm not turning that over. Um, and how she, what thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's like, no, she's okay with the kingdom, but the, you know, turning her will over, that's not happening. I'm going to take control of that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just uh yeah, I just love it because I, I, it's a, it's a lip service, you know. That's yeah. why I'm really excited about jumping into our next movie at some point, you know, because this, it's this lip service of like, no, no, we're, we're devout, we're, we're connected to the church, and we're, um, and we, we attend every Saturday or every Sunday. We go to our, you know, et cetera. But then what's happening behind the scenes? Just, the, I always say it's like, you know, you know, after you leave church, what's your life like, and what are you doing? Um, and he, he gets a wake up call. And he looks for support, you know, from within the seminary, within his, uh, you know, his vertical at the, through the church. But no, the bishop's got to cover his butt. Um, he's not getting anything directly, or any, any direct help from the sponsor. And, um, you know, it's... I love the types of questions Brisson asks. He asks very difficult questions and he explores them. And I give him respect for that. I guess you could say that good work was done by our young priest, um, because he, he seemingly turned the mother back towards the spirit, mm -hmm. even though she did die like the next day. Um, it seems like there was some saving grace before, so she, maybe she didn't die, you know, hating God as much, or, or maybe she, it seemed like he did some good work there. Chris, what yeah. was this film about for you? For me, it was about the, uh, and I, I feel like I'm going to be out on that. It was the ineptitude of this guy. It was, he was so strict and so unwavering. And yeah, he did help some people, but it cost him his own life in a very foolish manner, in my opinion. Like 
his diet and Aaron already brought it up as a joke, but like he only ate stale bread and wine. And, and that was the reason being is because he wanted to keep his mind clear. Correct. Correct. And which like, you know, if you, if you want to do that, there are certain, you know, restrictive diets that you can go on that will allow you to maintain and, uh, uh, you know, without having to kill yourself. But like, I can't imagine that was very healthy at all. And like probably contributed to him getting stomach cancer at the very least. But at the same time, I think the movie itself is, as we've already said, it's about, you know, who are you when, the, when as Paul said, who are you when, when the doors of the church open, you know? My, back when I used to go to church, uh, my, my priest would say, you know, the, the real mass happens in the lobby after mass mm. is over. Mm. And, and when you sit and you actually speak with the priest one-on-one -on -one in a small group of people. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, the the theatrical nature of mass is great. You get to read the gospel, you get to hear the homily, but you don't ask any questions as a member of the audience. You don't get to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. I would have so many questions for him when I when I was a kid. I was I would ask, you know, what what did that mean when he said, you know, lay with whatever? And he'd be like, oh, you'll figure it out when you're later or something like that. But it's like you, that that is where that kind of lies. And I feel like he was kind of more standoffish with that. And yes, he went and he had that conversation that, you know, that perfect conversation about, you know, that kingdom come, they will be done greatly fucking worded and acted. But when even when he's having that conversation, he's retreating into his mind like, yes, I remember this conversation with this person at seminary and how they used to treat. Oh, you're still talking. Yes. Uh, do a Hail Mary. And I think he was just so rigid and so caught up in like his own internal struggle that he really couldn't help anybody. And like if he actually approached these people as people and like, yeah, you're fucking your 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 daughter's teacher. Hey, man, your wife's really distraught over losing their child. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And I realized yeah, but like they, didn't, they didn't want to hear any of that. No, but like mm. if he came at it from a stand of like, hey, I get it. You lost a kid. Your wife's frigid. But you know what? Turning to another woman isn't the answer. I'm not going to say anything, but I need to confront you about that because you're going against the will of God. If he had come at it like that instead of, yes, I am the most pious man here. I will not pass judgment, but hmm, you shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. that. See, that's the part I love. <laughs> Just that duality of thought. I'm like, yeah. wait, you're presenting one thing, but you're having this, you know. There's a lot to unpack there. So could you make the argument that the commitment to his faith is actually what killed him? Yes. In, in, in the symbology yeah. of the bread and the wine? He got stomach cancer. Of course, it's, it's how it is. He's vomiting up blood. Like, so is Bersan asking the, that? What, what question is he asking there? Is he asking, you know, because it seems like our guy took, it, took, the, took the Bible very, very literal. Yeah. You know, he only yeah. ate the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. That, that was his entire diet. And so him taking the Bible so literally is actually what ultimately killed him. Well, and he, so that goes off of kind of what your 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 argument is, Chris. Is he was he was almost too devoted that he's actually not able to be even healthy enough to help these people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's a line. Uh, I think it's the priest, for, the 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 fatter priest that is his mentor. He said the guy is like recalling a letter he wrote, and it was I can't remember the exact thing, but he he laments that he says you are of the same creature that they are. You need to 
commit to them and he is revolted in that he's like how could you possibly think that i'm like them i'm a priest i'm pious i have this diet it's like yeah at the end of the day you're still human man and i think i think that question has really remained it's like how close to god can you really be as a priest because you're not a god you're, right you're a man and you are still right. beholden to man's laws unfortunate as it is and so, I, but that's a great point, Chris, because I think that is, and I don't know if this is ever captured successfully, where the priest has to know his role. And we saw one flawed and not understanding that, well, you can't feast on just uh, wine and bread. That might be something best left for Jesus Christ. He rose from the dead after three days. He can fast for long periods of time. Uh, we've seen Gandhi do this. But uh, the closest we're going to get to any of that today will be ketosis or something like that for a period of five to seven days while I take my fatty coconut milk. And that's really about it. And I'll, you know, I'll maybe get a break into a, a, a cold sweat at some point and have a come to Jesus meeting with myself. But I think that's what made it interesting, just his uh, bullheadedness about I'm, this is something that was taught to me at seminary. I'm going to move forward with this. And he is every, the more pious and the closer to God he's trying to get, the more people are just saying, come back to earth. Like, because exactly to Yoshi's point, that maybe is direction for Bresson, which is, hey, guy, you're just a human being. Really, at the end of the day, you're wearing these, you know, is this is sackcloth and ashes. That's kind of what this is. And you're going to go out and you're going to preach a little bit. You're going to read the Bible and you'll have an interpretation. But build the, you know, go seek to understand first. See what the parish wants. They want you to ignore their trysts, they want you to ignore their petty sins, they want you to ignore their major sins. In fact, your own church wants you to sort of toe the line. I mean, this would be, this is exactly the training you would get if you were in corporate church America. They would say, whoa, 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 stop. Now, we've got this franchise, it's been franchised for a long time since the Vikings came down from Scandinavia. We've got it all figured out. We're not pagans, we are Christians, and this is, this is the formula for success. So if you're listening on your radio dial, you're like, how do I start a Catholic church? Oh, great. They, they're going to tell me that this has already been perfectly franchised. Just follow suit. And he does it. And that's what I love about it because it's just boom, boom. This isn't going to work. Yeah. You know? Right. Come fill the role. Do do the bare minimum. Just, <laughs> just be there, but don't actually try to change it. <laughs> exactly. Because, because each of the, each of the priests that we see in this movie has a fault and a flaw. Right. I mean, the, the larger gentleman is obviously decadent and probably living in a very opulent mansion or something, or, or at least the rectory is super nice. Right. And then the guy later who is no longer a priest, I think, uh, but he was with, with him in seminary and the sanatorium, uh, he's obviously engaged to a woman. So it's like he has his you know flesh of the body, but he still reads. He's still intelligent. I think if, if they were to allow him and you kind of look the other way for his girlfriend, he'd probably be a very valued member of that society and, and that area because he could probably pass along some pretty useful information. It just it seems like this guy and maybe Brisson too was maybe trying to be like, hey, maybe don't be so pious. Maybe come down to our level, you know? <laughs> exactly. So Paul puts forward the idea that now, this is a town that doesn't want a real priest. They just want somebody who's filling the role. Chris puts forward the idea that this man was ta maybe taking things too literally. I mean, obviously, Jesus didn't want you to just eat bread and drink wine. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's supposed to be a symbol. And so maybe he, the, the priest is taking the Bible too literally. There's some elements there of what this film's about and, and, 
Aaron, hearing everything that you've heard so far, have you been thinking of anything or being able to put anything together? Um, the only thing that's been on my mind is Robert Brisson is a master at making the mise-en-scene like mm -hmm. a character. Like you, you can throw this guy's any film here on out. I will be able to tell you it's Robert Brisson just based, based on how the imagery looks. Yeah. Sad. How he's able to create a set and really, you know, that starkness and the dark. I, I mean, it's just so interesting. Um, so, I mean, I, hats off to him. I'm not giving him fives or fours, you know. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, I mean, I appreciate everything you guys are saying on a deep, deep level of this movie. I just, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't affect me. Like, I'm not able to gain traction and get my my wheels moving while I'm watching the film. I'm, it's a bit of a, a checkout for me. I'm right there with you on this one. You ranked it higher than me. Um, and, but I would say, like, that Mouchette was, like, enough for me. Like, this, this felt like a lackluster attempt Adam Mouchette. I mean, it's from a different perspective, obviously, a different type of character. But there's lots of similarities in the performance, I would say, of Mouchette and this priest. Like, it's it's sort of this, like, solemn, expressionless, um, like, pain with, that they both have. Of course, one's a girl, a little kid, um, and one is a, a, a man, a priest. Um, he almost looks like a little kid, too, though. I mean, yeah. it's like a day over 19, you know, like, I don't know. Well, that's why I thought was so brilliant about the the French Foreign Legion, the cousin of the 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 kid, uh, is he looks at him and he goes, "If I if you took off your clothes and you went with me, you'd be one of us." And he, and in fact, he brings up the fact that one of his comrades was a priest, and it's it's this kind of and I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this too, but he's offered three chances to leave and he he denies them. Hmm. He gets that letter, the letter from the daughter, saying that you need to get the heck out of here. You know, the the, the thing gets out of there. He is literally, quite literally, driven from the town. And then the uh, what you call it, the 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 priest who's no longer a priest offers to take him to the hospital, and he says no. And then he just dies. Thank he says all is grace, and what what is it all for at the end? And that's how the movie ends but he is he denies the will to kind of leave he, he wants to stay and he wants to be pious and he keeps going and again it's just one of those things it's like dude just take the l and move on <laughs> well that's his devotion is is commendable but um well, let's decipher that 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 ending scene and then we'll move on to the master but do those last words what do we think what do we think is his mindset going out i think his dopamine's flashing because he's going through an immense pain and he's delusional <laughs> is it that simple i mean so so what do those words mean all his his last words are um you know what was the point of everything all, all, all is, is grace. grace so his, at the very last second he believes that it was all good work that he did right yeah yeah unless he's uh, getting the visitation or he's seeing the white light and um so it's interesting because all you see if we're talking about the very last image of the movie of course you're just seeing a cross and his voiceover and then i'm thinking okay is this a white light moment um this is his reflection from the other side it was a little ambiguous but 
I thought, hmm, if this is a postscript from Bresson, maybe this was a white light moment and he has, um, he's, this is his revelation. And so of course, you know, revelation ending, you know, ends the Bible, but you know, I, 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 it was just, it felt like, um, he might have, uh, re recanted his position, uh, to some degree. All right. Any closing remarks from anyone? All is grace. All is grace. All is grace. Cool. That was Diary of Country Priest by Robert Bresson. Bresson. I don't think we'll be seeing him again on the show for a while. Um, two is two is plenty. <laughs> Get out of here, Robbie. <laughs> no, I mean uh, clearly, uh, uh, Paul Paul's a fan of this man, and that's yeah. wonderful. I did like Machette, so.